you get graduated you're not trained enough you don't get the mindset if you want the mindset learn from the guy who has done that like get the mentor and this is the second part of finding yourself when you do an independent research the second part is getting the mentor who has been there done it and tested it they will teach you what sales is Hey, what's going on, everyone? You got the 7-2 Mindset Investor here again going international. I love this. You know, what I've come to realize, especially during COVID, is really how small the world is and how connected we can all be. Uh, I, you know, once we start talking about my, my amazing guest today, and I talk about this all the time. I mean, COVID gave everybody a bad hand. And you know what? It really came down to how we played that hand. Do you be a victim or be a victor? Do you go and start protesting that the government's conspiring? Or do you take that time and you start investing in yourself? And by investing in yourself, you're pouring into others. And the gentleman I have on today, his name is Shabazz. I connected with him through Clubhouse. And it was amazing that, you know, here I am hearing Shabazz speaking. And it was a direct uh, connectivity of how we both think, how we both operate. We be, we're both believers in the mindset. Of course, I'm the mindset investor. And um, so here Shabazz, is, he's a keynote speaker. He's a professor when it comes to business, to law. He's doing public speaking. And most importantly, what I really appreciate about Shabazz is he is the go-giver. Um, he's always willing to help people. I mean, I've seen him in rooms where people are struggling with public speaking, and he gives them really sound counsel. So welcome to the show, Shabazz. It's, it's an honor for me uh, with, to be with the mindset investor. That's a different term, to be very precise. And uh, seven to mindset investor, and that's like, the unique way of you know showcasing yourself that i think in this way man i'm kind of a different and i like the personality what mark smith is all about the journey that you have carried that's what bought in me and uh, i've seen your podcast really nice people uh, nice effort and i'm really honored to be here thank you so much my friend no problem no problem um and i really do appreciate those kind words um yeah, it, it's, it's amazing how this journey goes. Um, and maybe it's a midlife crisis for me or what have you. But I just one day realized it really came down to being, you know, realizing that my vulnerability was my superpower. And as soon as that happened, it was almost like that glass roof or glass ceiling I had put on myself simply lifted. And because of that, it's been, uh, it's been just an amazing blessing to connect with yourself. Uh, being connecting with so many people on an international scale, like whether it's Australia, whether it's New Zealand. I mean, today, as, as an example, I'm actually doing three podcasts today. Um, and uh, it's and all, all came from just connecting with, with amazing individuals like yourself. So, you know, Shabazz, maybe you can give us some background about yourself. Um, I know, uh, you know, you're a professor, you do a lot of teaching, business, management, law. Sure. public speaking so maybe you can give us uh because you, you look very young i mean for those that are going to be watching still <laughs> see how long you look so uh just to give perspective for those that be listening to the podcast well uh, uh the reason i'm so young and uh, able to find my purpose in life is because the realization that i came across myself that the question that i put to myself that what i'm good at and find that answers the answer is what i am today and I literally spent one and a half to two years for this old self. Imagine that would have been given to a 20-year-old guy when he was when he really wanted to invest in himself. He would be still young and would have done this. Like I'm podcasting a question to you, Mark. Well, like, like if we had the same mindset when we were 20, you could have saved like 15, 20 years more and you could have contributed more to your purpose. Yes. 
And that's where finding the purpose of life is very important. Most of the people don't understand this, uh, this tradition yes. that finishing schooling, going to graduation, finishing up a job, then realizing this is not my cup of tea. That's what you shouldn't be doing. You should find what's your cup of tea. And uh, I'm a person who took three schools, four colleges, which include two dropouts, one transfer, and then five years to finish law. In India, it takes five years to finish law. In all those journey, the last college uh, that I studied, I even thought to drop because I was having a job. But if I settle for less, I couldn't be an advocate or whatever I am today. So it's your choice that you should settle for less nine to five, or you make your choice that you could indep be independent of yourself. Mm -hmm. Throughout the journey, what I found is when I, uh, I, I did a multiple jobs to understand myself. I used to be as a telecaller, BPO, corporate, uh, in coordinator in corporates, product picture. I even, uh, I had an accident which changed my life. So uh, that accident, what happened to me is uh, I didn't have a single stitch. I didn't have nothing, nothing happened to me, but my car got crashed. I had literally had a fast and furious one, like I flew off right from the door, a road just crashed like that. Two seconds, wow. boom. And I still remember the music was playing on even though I had the crash. And then I realized what I'm going, where I'm going, where I'm, my life is going, I really don't know. That's why the next day I did quit my job. The next day, the very next day. The reason is I was productive at the job, but I was not happy. I was much more better than that. Mm -hmm. And the company was like, uh, you could stay back. But what company cared is for the sales that I was about to do at that point of time. Mm -hmm. The company didn't care me. So I left the job. Right. And the result of leaving the job at that right point of time. And uh, I invest in a lot of things. I did a numerous research projects in order to find what I am. That has nothing to do with law. And that eventually resulted in finding new research topics, two new research topics in the world. And if I ever thought, like I'm a person who took this uh, research papers in college life very seriously. People at the graduation take it as like a tradition to finish graduation, that's all. But I'm a person who took it very seriously. I researched on that. I wanted to find new topics on every time. Mm -hmm. And with this five years, I only spent one and a half to two years on researching on those topics, which eventually made me a better person of myself. So I believe finding the purpose is very important as early as possible. What is a cup of tea that you want to serve? What is a cup of tea that you want to take? So I went through the process of finding the cup of tea and that is because of the power of independent research. Mm -hmm. Independent research is very important. You have to test your ability. Mm -hmm. You have to know what you're best at mm -hmm. and you have to go through that process of finding. I tried a lot of things, Mark. I tried martial arts, I tried cricket, I tried to be you know, uh, teaching people. I tried everything. Mm -hmm. And literally what made me is, what I'm today is a part of all those things. Sure. It's a bit and bit and bit and bit. And finally, what I see myself on it today. Today, I met a lot of people. I speak a lot. I met, I met you know, motivational speak, keynote speaking, product pitching, going to management students, going to law students. I don't have a master's in law or management. I don't need that. Mm -hmm. Because I went for the part of skill set. Yes. So this is what I want to give to uh, being a giver so, so long. I want to give this to the viewers that who's seeing Mark Smith is that 
you want to spend three years, five years in a course set, or you want to learn that skill in a minimal amount of time and test yourself, are you best in that? Mm-hmm. If you could do that, you could have saved three years. If you are better at that, go invest three years there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, Mark, I'm going to ask you again a question. Sorry, this is your podcast, but still. No, this is great, man. You, you, you lose your money, you can get back. You lose your time. It's, you can't get that back. Oh, absolutely. I'm a firm believer of that. That's why that's, this is why I call exactly. this is why I'm a mindset investor is because exactly. I, the only return on investment I have control over is me. And what I need to do is when I invest in me, I'm investing in my own time because I realize that time is a finite resource. Everything else is abundance. Exactly. Time. I don't have, I don't have an, an infinite amount of time. This is the time I got. And I'm going to make sure that I'm intentful and there's pure intention in everything I do on a, on a daily basis exactly. and nothing. I do not allow anything to violate that. Because when you invest in your mind, you're literally getting the rewards in your life. Yes. Yes. Even without knowing yourself, it will happen for sure. For sure. Because, because you will never betray you for sure, because you're going through a process and you will eventually get the rewards. Because yeah, you're investing in your mind. Absolutely. And, and, and you know, and I, you said the word eventually, I believe I'll never get there. And the reason I say that is it's mastery. And I need to keep on, exactly. you know, as we get more clarity on, on things in our life, the more cloudiness it gets because we start asking ourselves deeper and more provocative questions, which lead us to start searching exactly. deeper and deeper and deeper. And, you know, I, I tell people this is that the quality of one's life is not dependent on how much money they have. It's not dependent on, on, on the health, their inheritance, nothing. The quality of one's life is going to be dependent on the quality of the decisions they make in their life, plus luck, plus luck. Now, people say, well, I got bad luck. Okay, but luck is there, but you can equip yourself to deal with the luck. You can, you can change the odds. If I don't know how to swim and I jump in a swimming pool, the odds of me drowning are high. But if I learn how to swim the odds of me drowning become smaller. I can still drown, but I'm now narrowing the odds. That's where the part of uh, teaching yourself, uh, training yourself works. You can ha- literally have a book, how to swim, but that's not going to work. You got it. You, you have to practice it. You have to test your ability. You have to go through the process and you will eventually become a good swimmer. And that is the same process which I want every youngster to go ahead before finding a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or even after, even after you're leaving your job. So, so that's important because, you know, we, we say the age factor, like, I mean, I didn't come to this realization until I hit rock bottom and I was already in my, uh, like, you know, late 30s, early 40s, um, that it hit me. And many people will call that, let's just say a midlife crisis. Some will go buy an expensive car. Some will go invest themselves, change a career path and so forth. The issue is, I think, in its, especially in our, in our culture is, in many cultures for that matter, is there's just a level of conditioning, um, institutionalized mentality, as I'll call it, in any sector of the word that says, this is, this is the path you're supposed to take. You go to school. This is what it's supposed to be like and so forth. And that, that thinking is that critical thinking or the thinking has been removed. And until one realizes or has that self-awareness, they can then move to self-acceptance and self-regulation. I'm a person who hate management so much. 
the reason actually was i i did a project which has nothing to do with law again health literacy and health education yeah so what i found this project is most of the teachers are not even aware how to use that golden minute in order to save a life yeah imagine a person chalks down in your class what you have to do you have to literally have some health literacy and you are a teacher in the you are a tutor in that particular class you don't yes. have that i asked question to my own teachers and i found that and i made a project of that and i presented it in a national seminar so eventually what i found out is the education system that we are going through are not like giving you the problems and asking for solutions it's like they already have the problem and they're teaching you solutions mm-hmm. you just learn you're not trained enough to find the solutions you just know this is how it's done you never know how that was found they never teach you the mentality of that person who invented that methods sure the personality of that person if they taught you you would have become that person or even better than that yeah i agree so i agree 100% and this is this is this the is thing looking... which i want to do no no yeah, don't teach yourself about just graduation go through a process of thinking a lot more than your circle yes that's going to get better of you that's for sure of course yes, no I, i mean this really resonates with me because i same ideas man and i just love it hearing from you because i mean like i said i've heard from you in other rooms and to have this again this conversation it just again confirms why i wanted to have you as a guest on my podcast is because this is this is the message we want to get you know what's what's fascinating is a statistic that i recently heard uh which was 5% of the global population controls 95% of the global population. Exactly. So the what is the five person doing different compared to the 95%? The 5% is yeah, you're going to have some people that were just born with lots of money, but a lot of those people are self-made millionaires or whatever, but it's because they've invested important to themselves. Exactly. You know, in important themselves so now they can pour into the the 95%. Um One of the questions I wasn't ask you is is that uh, you've been uh, a, you know like I said a, a huge supporter and of course I sent you a copy of my book the the five mindset hacks uh, for yeah. sales. What, what I mean what did you think of that and be honest with me be honest with the audience yeah. if you tell them don't read it then don't yeah. read it. <laughs> I I'll, I'll be honest I'll be honest being an advocate I'd be honest really with Mr. Uh the fact is uh, I've read a lot of books you see I'm also a BB graduate it's like five years two courses so I just know the theories uh, neoclassical classical all these theories of what we see in business and management which doesn't work in 2021 okay. that has nothing to do with 2021 what we need is sales and negotiations and things that works in 2021 written in 2021 mm-hmm. and your book is updated i've seen the one of the best uh, sales definitions that you had it's like going to the point and hitting it right in the headshot that's why you hate it this is what sales is all about it's not just about dominating and trying to sell it's never like that and that's what i like from your book it's short and short and sweet and crisp anyone who want to finish mba go read this guys book i'll send you for sure is dm me here because the reason is you get graduated you're not trained enough you don't get the mindset right you want the mindset learn from the guy who has done that like get the mentor and this is the second part of finding yourself when you do an independent research the second part is getting the mentor who has been there done it and tested it yes they will teach you what sales is and your book eventually shows that mm-hmm. and suppose who have been in sales i could understand that yes this works but if you get that to a professor they would say no 
the classical theory says that no the person yeah. who has done can show that yeah. that's what i like from your book so getting a mentor if a mentor could write a book and show you that's the best syllabus that you want to learn right it, it's funny um so what happened was i've been blessed i've spoken on many stages in 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 india now and i've actually spoken um recently at a university and it was the, the program director that actually reached out to me after the fact and basically said like wow like i've never heard a perspective of sales like this everything else is based on you know like you said the old-fashioned way the, here's this is the procedure you go from point a to point b to point c doesn't work out you have to but mine just came from a whole different lens and that's really what i wanted to, to really focus on when i when i wrote that book was is sales isn't hard it's discipline that's it and sales is communication that's it and i tell people that the best salespeople in the world are the ones that tell everybody they're not salespeople because they've convinced themselves they're not salespeople. And so really was just trying to create a, a short book and saying, this is all you need to be to be successful, not only in sales, but in, in life. Exactly. Right. So, um, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. People have uh, misunderstood the importance of communication in sales. Yes. And uh, they, I, I hope uh, they should know the importance of how to get communication in a good manner. Use yes. of words, tonality, it, it all depends. So being a public speaker, I can tell you, uh, Mark, something which happened in my uh, childhood that I was thrown away from the stage when I was four and five because I couldn't handle the microphone. Mm. And later, at 14, 15, I became a master of ceremony. Mm. At age of 16, I spoke before 10,000 plus crowds and eventually won a title. That's a different story. But what I learned is the usage of public speaking. Mm -hmm. And that's where communication comes up. Public speaking is all includes a lot of communication. You want to transmit the information that you have to the thousand minds that before you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How do you do that? Mm -hmm. And there is only one way. It's only one mind who's speaking and one mind listening. Mm -hmm. The thousand bytes will become one mind. Yes. Eventually, if you are in the late stage, you'll find that I'm speaking and they're listening. It's not just thousand thinking minds. It's just one mind thinking, just listening to me. That's the power of communication. Yes. And in product pitching, this happens. People don't realize that this happens in milliseconds like that. Yes. So communication is a very important factor. You can, be, you can do whatever you want, but communication is very important. Right. The, um, and I like how we pivoted here because we've gone from sales and now we've gone to public speaking, which is another one of my passions. You know, I love this conversation because mindset, sales, I mean, I've done over 23 years of sales, uh, you know, and I'm proud and, and it's only growing and it's, it's not like a badge or a trophy, but for me, it's a major milestone when I've already been able to sell over hundred million dollars in high ticket sales. But then I've also done, you know, I've dedicated over 30 years to public speaking. In fact, my public speaking started when my parents put me in French immersion. So being of Indian descent and then going into like a, a school with not one, like actually I shouldn't say there's probably about three brown people in the whole school, but then going in French immersion and then doing public speaking and speaking on stage as, you know, a brown guy in French. Um, and so I never realized how much public speaking I do. I mean, I've spoken on many virtual stages. I've spoken in front of grand rounds. I've done a lot of that. But public speaking is paramount. And I know for you, that's another one of your passions. And I know there's a lot of people that are going to listen to this. They're going to watch this and they are fearful to do public speaking. So, you know, if we could spend a couple of minutes here, 
if I may put you on the spot of what you would tell someone that's fearful of public speaking and how to remedy that and what, what practices can they do? Well, uh, it totally depends upon the person at the stage of public speaking. Let's say you're big enough. You have nothing to do with it, all right? So first thing you have to do is take the first step. I believe the confidence comes from content. If you have the content, you will eventually want to speak. Let's say this person has, doesn't have all the clinical problems. This person is perfect and this person doesn't know what is public speaking. For that person, I would suggest go and get the content, speak to a person. Let, let's start from basics. Let's start from one to one. Right. There you have to start. There starts public speaking. It's not like you stand, go into the stage and you start public speaking. It doesn't work like that. You have to start from the basics. Talk one to one. Have some content in your mind. Say this person, you know, talk like this. Yes, I know this, what you say. And just start that way. And when you want to do that for next time, go and prepare before the mirror. Mm -hmm. Take a video of yourself. That this is how my sound is. This is how my way of actions and gestures and my eye contact is all about. Try yourself, analyze it. Then go and speak to the next person. Then try to try the improvement that you're getting, the attention that you're getting from the next person. Mm -hmm. The attention span in range from the zero to how many seconds that you go, can you go through. Mm -hmm. There you can analyze the response. If the person is going to ask a question of the person's listener's mode, then you have to correct. That, that you want to pitch questions in order to get answers as well. So that right. becomes engagement. Now right. here you slowly become a good communicator, even without knowing yourself. You do this for some time, you eventually go into the stage, you don't fear that mm -hmm. because you have done engagements. Mm -hmm. And public speaking is all about making engagements. It's not just about giving a good oratory skill speech. It's about making engagements. Yeah, it's connecting. Yeah. It's about having the eye contact with the person who's, you know, there in the audience. They should think that you are watching them. Mm -hmm. If you're able to do that after some time, then you are a public speaker. You don't really know that I'm a public speaker. You can tell that. Mm -hmm. This is what I've done at the age of 16 and 13 and 15. Yeah. Because I wanted to do it literally because I was thrown away from stage and I would literally prove myself that I'm good at public speaking. Right. So will really matters for the way. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's but, where habit comes. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a habit. It, it needs to be a habit. You're going to do one day, one week after, you're getting no results. You have to make that habit, analyze yourself, understand that you are going to hit the rock bottom, failure, rejections. It's a part of process. Mm -hmm. that's where you grow relearn unlearn and that's where you grow for sure yeah i love how you're saying habit because uh there's a great by a great book by i think it's it's by duhig i think it's he talks about the habit loop and the habit loop is we have a cue and then we have a routine and then we have a reward so if we're talking about a habit here the cue is i want to speak on stage the reward is i did a fantastic presentation the stage can be a one-on-one -on -one exactly. conversation the cue and the reward don't change. The routine is where the change has to happen. What are we doing in between? And unfortunately, that's the hardest thing for anyone is the change of routine. Exactly. It's yeah. It's mm -hmm. yeah. The uncomfortable situations is what you make your life into comfort comfortable ones. Yes. Yes. And it's and, like it's like how egg come you know the birth from an egg. Mm -hmm. You just see the uncomfortable situations, that heat, that trust, sure. and it's going to come up. Yeah. That's where birth takes place. Yeah. And that's where this mind's birth takes place. Right. 
in uncomfortable situations if you are comfortable in that then you're going to be comfortable in life as well you'll be happy what you do and, and there's a true test i tell people to really test how comfortable they are after public speaking it's not asking it's not asking someone how do you think that went it's asking how do i improve exactly how do i improve and take inventory of that because that is again going to be mastery and there's so many different like we could talk about public speaking and you know there's there's a we'll talk there's a clinical element is a completely separate part I and mean, that's a whole other podcast in itself but when we talk about some of just inherent fear of public speaking that's a relation to a confidence issue now we have to dissect where is this where is this confident issue coming from and what steps do we have to put in place um and this is what I appreciate about the whole public speaking aspect is again, it's communication and it forces us like every time I get on stage, I am uncomfortable, but I come from that because I learned from it and I'm uncomfortable exactly. because I actually truly care about impacting the audience. I truly care about engaging with the audience. I have gone further steps where I've actually in the process of getting my NLP certification, my neuro-linguistic programming certification. So when I'm speaking to someone, I can look for the visual cues to say, am I actually engaging or am I not engaging? And that's what's exactly. critical. See, this is where you try to improve your skill set comes. Yes. You are a good public speaker. That's all right. Are you going to stop there? No. That's the question. Yeah. You want to become better, you have to get the skill sets. That's yeah. where this process of neuro-linguistic, analyzing the audience, getting sets, the lights and camera and everything, this works. This is getting to better stage. Yes. And this will never, you should never stop this doing. The day you stop this doing, you're not hitting the trajectories. We're dying. I mean, the moment we stop on our, the moment we stop learning, you know, it's not even stagnant. It's like the, the brain, the mindset needs to continue to push because the brain only sees what the mindset has created. And the brain exactly. is at service of the mindset. And if we don't push on our comfort zone, it's like a muscle. If we don't exercise exactly. our muscle, we stay sleeping all day. What happens to our muscles? We get atrophy. Our mindset becomes atrophied. Our brain gets atrophied. And that's, that's where the fixed mindset is just loving it. Exactly. Exactly. That, that's, uh, I have this process, Mark. I'm, let me tell you. Uh, when I hit the rock bottom in every part of this dropouts, uh, people told me that it was one of my principles to be very sharp. Uh, she told me, she called me one day, said, Shabazz, you know what? You will work in a hotel. You will never graduate. Mm. And I finished my graduation in the same batch. That's a different story, all right? Mm -hmm. So when I want to learn a lot of things, I didn't stay in my college. I went after my college. And uh, my initial, my fourth college, I said, you already have a job. So I was very comfortable to leave the college. I'm not a person who sits in the front bench and learn. I'm the person who sits at the last bench and still pass out. Mm -hmm. right? So I'm that good. Uh, and so which means I'm not bad in studies, but I'm bad in academics. Mm. So I went through a process to not define myself. So I visited every university, every college, whatever the topic is, whatever the event is, I used to go there and sit and analyze how this is doing. So I know I'm a good public speaker. But this thing is going different. These graduation students are teach, uh, you know, speaking a lot of different, different topics, which I have no idea. And I went to ask them uh, how to speak here. You know, they said, you know what? These are all research papers. Uh, I think you're a law student. So what you do is uh, you make 50 words, like 
a preface. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if you are good enough to impress us, we'll give you a chance for the uh, for the main research paper, which could consist of like three thousand to five thousand words. And if that's good, we'll we are going to give you eight to ten minutes. And I did not for the first time, not for the second time. I did it numerous ones. And eventually, I would result in finding new topics as well. Mm-hmm. So the will I had is I want to speak. Mm-hmm. The process that I have to go through is something which I've never done in my life. Sure. Getting new research papers by yourself when you're a graduation student, that's nothing to do with what you have to do, right? You can finish your academics, you can go for a job, that's all. Right. But I went for the out part, which is uncomfortable. And there were, literally, there was no one to really help me. Mm-hmm. And I have to go through this process. I have to submit the papers, and they, they, and they will reject it. Then I have to go uh, submit it again. And I eventually went up to speak in my own university, the best stage and the best podium possible. And how this happened is because I never settled for less. Mm. If you want to settle for less, if you want to just score marks and be something, yes, you can be, but I'm not comfortable with that. So where does that come from for you? Like, what, what, where, where does that fire come from? I, I told you, uh, like, when I, had the, I asked myself the questions that I'm not good, enough, good at something. To find out the answers, I tried my hands almost in everything. And then finally, I understood that I'm a good at independent research itself. Right. But, you know, before we got that, something must have triggered to, to have that feeling that you had to do this. So have you ever, well, like... to be uh, very honest, I can tell you something as well. My father has almost five, six degrees and he's a doctorate. And his son for the last five years is literally struggling to get a graduation. Imagine the trauma that I would have to go through. Sure. Imagine a principal calling you and saying that you're going to go to graduation, you go to work in a hotel. Mm-hmm. Imagine that you're going to get transferred every time. And if you want to see your results, you have to go to the university because since you're a transfer student, your marks is not available in the website. Mm-hmm. for every time I literally tra- travel university and go there and see results because in internet my results is not available mm-hmm. because I'm a transfer student mm-hmm. so I literally joined first engineering then I dropped out from engineering I joined law then I dropped out I joined law dropped out then I finished law after transfer from one college to the other college then I finished law in that fourth college wow and still I was not able to crack what I'm good at Mm-hmm. So this is a question I'm putting to everyone who's going to watch this eventually. Find what are you good at at early as possible. Mm-hmm. If you could do that, you could save a lot of time in your life and you could contribute beautifully to that. And, and that's where the struggle is, right, Shabazz? Is I think you, you brought it up before about having a mentor because there's a lot of things that we don't see in ourselves. You know, what, what, what is is like, you know, they say the headlights, you can only see 10 feet in front of you or whatever it is. We can't see beyond that. But a mentor can see beyond that. The mentor can see, and I'm a, I'm a firm believer. I'm a firm believer of this. And I say this to everybody about being purposeful is stop searching for who you think you are, but create who you want to become. I can tell you, Mark, I visualize literally that I'm going to be a public speaker. I'm going to be this and that after some time. I visualize that mm-hmm. I had the dream of becoming and seeing what I'm good at. Mm. And that is what the fire that I got. I want to make that visualization into reality. Right. 
if I ever thought that I would be this, yes, I can be only this. That attitude itself would have drowned me down. Mm-hmm. It would have pushed me beneath us, beneath what I am right now. Mm-hmm. But that thought process enough to, uh, you know, all this, all these people around you, negative people. I want to find positivity, and I went outside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The last college I studied. I can tell you something which could never happen in 2021. I mean, in the recent times, it was even you know a pouring mm-hmm. inside the classroom. Wow! And I was there. See, imagine the situation that I have to go through, and then be the best at the business after some time. Right. Now, all those students who were there in the college are one of my students in my own coaching class for law, for logic mentoring and law educating. Mm-hmm. So I've gone through a process and they have identified me. Sure. If I would never settle for less, yes, I, I would be less. That's it. Absolutely. Since I walked about here. Yeah, absolutely. Believing here. Yeah, absolutely. I tell people, I, I do this exercise with many people. I say, and you may have heard me say this in some of the rooms. I'll tell people, you put your one hand on your right ear, put one hand on your left ear. And you know those who are going to listen to this, <laughs> don't do this as you're driving, but take, take your hands and put them on both your ears. And what I tell people to do is actually move their hands in front of them. That space is a distance from someone achieving their dreams. If your dream is to be a billionaire, that is the space. It's 15 centimeters. That is the space. It's all in your head. And it starts with doing the disciplines that you talked about, the visualizations, the preparations, the manifestations. That's the deep work that's required. And unfortunately, most people are looking for the quick fix. Exactly. And the shortcut, deep work is what's sustainable, shortcuts right? Can give you results. Shortcuts can give you results, but only for short time. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Shabazz, this has been, this has been fantastic. Um, definitely want to do more with you. Cause I really, really, this really impacts, uh, you know, myself, you know, I know we've had so many great conversations as well. Um, what advice would you give someone? I mean, I have uh, a couple more questions here, but what, since the advice, what type of counsel will you give to someone right now that is really struggling in sales to right now? And they just, they just are struggling and they have to do some self-reflection. What would you tell them to look into? All right. Uh, so this is what I gave to one of the business students. Uh, so he, he feels that he's not a best salesman. He cannot be the best CEO in future. So I asked him, I think you know what is OLX, right? It's, it's an online selling platform, OLX. In India, okay. there's something called OLX, which means you have to post a picture there and eventually one buyer will call you and you are the seller here. Okay. And you have to negotiate and sell something. Okay. All right. So this is an easy process of finding the buyer. You need not go there. They will call you. Okay. All right. So you need not go to homes and everything or just do a more different old type of marketing or a new type of marketing. This is just trying to show that are you good at negotiating in sales? Okay. Are you good at yeah, communicating to people? Now this is the price. Okay. And this is the features. So I eventually wanted him to post a picture and uh, a buyer called it. So eventually he went on the meet. So I told you, this is a, this is a property of this, of this product. And this is the price that you're going to fix it. Anything closer to that, you can say, okay, but it's not that easy. Don't say, okay, right at the beginning. See what's his mindset. Mm-hmm. Okay. So sell the product as much as possible. I fix their rate. And I asked him to literally 
sell that product at that rate if possible. Until that rate comes, you are not going to accept the buyers. Mm-hmm. It may say take some time, or eventually you may fail. But you can understand how this process of sales can be done, mm-hmm. and don't try to dominate them because you have the product. Mm-hmm. You are not the only person who are in the world can have this product, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So there is a need, so there is a demand, and there is a supply. Try to understand the psychology of that. Sales is not about dominating the other person that you have to buy this. Sales is about giving that you are a needy person. You, if you get this, you will be better. Mm-hmm. It's about a mutual feeling that I'm going to give you and give, you're going to give me reward something. That's it. Mm-hmm. So eventually mm-hmm. got him, and that is a process. He found out that he can be a salesman in future as well because here he's not under working in the company. He's not under working it for anything. But here he has to literally get the best value out of it, that particular product. And I gave him a target, and he has to achieve this mine. And if he don't achieve that target, he has to, you know, he has to eventually put the loss. Mm. He has to bear his own money. So eventually, he was trying a lot of things, and he achieved it at the short, shortest span of time. Mm-hmm. This is one easy technique. You want to analyze a lot of people, go get an online shopping, you know, buy a center website, and put yourself that how you could get negotiations. This is like no employment, nothing. Easy way, the basic yeah. easy way. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, because I mean, that's what we do. I mean, it's so important, you know, talk about sharpening our axe. That's what I tell people your struggle, role play, role play, role play, role play. Exactly. Um, you know, uh, one of my business partners, I mean, he used to, he, 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 he joked with me and he says, I used to call the, um, the telemarketers themselves so he could just practice English. Right, good technique, right? So instead of waiting that's for the telemarketing to call him, he would call it telemarketing, right? So I can tell you what, uh, happened in my telecaller job is that I, I was trained enough to say that when a person the other in the other end says hello, you have to literally understand what is the mood they have at this point of time. Sure. And the noisy background they have, they're busy. They're yes. out somewhere else. They are not in the mood to talk with you. And yes. if the, the tone, the tonality of hello can say a lot of things. If you're a good yes. telecaller, you have to analyze all of this within 30 to 40 seconds. That's all you have. That's if right. you're good at that, you can go further. Yes. Or if you if you feel that, okay, this, this sales is not going to work, yeah. you're going to finish the call as soon as possible and say, I get, can I get you back? At this point of time, make an appointment. Yes. And talk to them when they're comfortable. Right. So this is what I want to, you know, in, in terms of telecaller, this is what I experienced. And I made a huge change on that as well. Because they say 5 p.m., my office time finishes off by 4.30. I don't care. I wait till 5 p.m. and I finish that sales. Yeah, <laughs> and Absolutely. and they are comfortable, and they are comfortable. This person is calling me at the time that I told him. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it, 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 and that's a thing, right? I mean, this is a I, it, there's a one of my favorite movies actually. It was a sports movie. It was Al Pacino's Any Given Sunday, and it's a game of inches. And this is what this is. Everything life is a game of inches. If you're doing sales, it's a game of inches, and every day you have to improve on those inches. Um, the next question I would ask you was, is, and this is a question I ask all my guests, which is the tombstone question. And the tombstone question is essentially the day we meet our maker, uh, you know, we can't control what's going to be put on, on our tombstone. Someone else will. Sure. What would you put on your tombstone? Well, uh, to be very precise, contribute to the earth before you get back. Mm. Can you repeat that again? Uh, contribute towards the world before you leave this world yeah to be very precise 
because I, 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 I see a lot of people who just can't leave, enjoy and live off from this world. That's not how it should be. Right. You should contribute something to back, at least, you know, as Apple of free. Yes. At least as Apple, you have to do something to this world. This world is giving you oxygen, food, life, survivability, everything. Yes. Opportunities, people, and everything. Yes. And you're literally ruining it and just leaving off. No, brother, you have to do something back. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, as you said that, and I've never shared this on my podcast before, um, but as you said, it just, it clicked for me. So I used to be in Boy Scouts and uh, I was probably in Boy Scouts too long because I would never get the badges done. And I probably just enjoyed the time. And one of, one of the things they said was when you, when, when you're cleaning up your campsite, it has to be left better than when you first got it. Yes. And I think that's what you're saying right there is we, we, you know, we have to leave whatever it is better than, than what we, we took it as. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's, yeah. it's, it's never like you took it for granted and you went off. No, it's not, it's not like that. Right. There was a reason why you're here. Maybe you didn't find that reason. Maybe, right. maybe you didn't find your purpose through the entire life. Maybe there was no one to help you. Either you didn't have the willpower enough to find yourself. You didn't want to be the leader of your ship. Right. But do, can't you contribute anything? Mm-hmm. At least something. There should be something that you could contribute. Right. And God will give you that same purpose in any point of time in your life. That's for sure. Yes. In any manner of time, they will give you. He will give you, this is what, if, if you're good at this, you can go further. But Absolutely. that point of time, we will fail because we feel that, uh, we fear the failure. Sure. Yeah. We fear that uncomfortable situation that we are going to put through and we are going to, you know, leave for it for some time. For some time. Yeah. And, and, and that's and where key, we leave this opportunity. And the key, I heard this just this past week. Um, there's a fine line between purpose and pain, you know, and, and that's really what it comes to. Right. So, um, Shabazz, what's the best way for people to reach out to you? Well, we have, uh, my Instagram clubhouse, there's two things that, which I use. I'm, I'm not a good social media user, but I eventually thought thing right now that I could have posted my work a lot of in Instagram as of now, because see, this is a era of social media. Yes. I never thought in that way, but right now I believe we'd be really available in social media as for the actor to come. You can reach out to me in Instagram, Clubhouse, or you can drop a mail. I'm all available there and there for you. For Fantastic. Sure. Fantastic. Shabazz, this has been excellent, man. I want to say thank you. Uh, I really, really enjoyed this. Um, and, you know, like I said, we've spoken on other platforms, but to be speaking virtually face to face, it's, it's that much, it's been that much better. So, um, this, really appreciate better, everything you do. Right? What's that? Yeah, this is better, right? This, this is, is way better, better, right? This is way better than clubhouse. Like you meet people and you talk. That's how you humans should do. But uh, clubhouse is a very crowded platform to be very precise. Like right? it connected right. all of us in one room. And thank you so much uh, for this wonderful opportunity and time and space. No problem. Thank you. And uh, look forward to uh, staying connected, my friend. Sure, definitely. definitely. Take care. Yeah. It's my honor. <laughs>